You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here for yet another edition of Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Oh, you man. You get tired it's after a, that. A deep no, it's, it's a deep breath after every time I say that. We've got Dan O'Drummond. Hey, We've buddy. got Dee Govender. How's it going? And special guest today, we have Matt Thomas, the Alberta Soccer Association's Manager of Coaching Education. How you doing? Fantastic. Feeling great. Um, great to be here. So, yeah, um, yeah, this is good. Yeah, it is good. It's always good. It's always nice to have a guest in, in particular someone who's involved with the uh, Alberta soccer in yeah. some, some way. Now, you've just come back yeah. to Alberta. Yeah. Uh, so, just give us a bit of a background of your, your yourself and, and how you ended up coming back to Alberta? Um, so I was uh, previously, the last uh, nearly two years, I was in uh, Manitoba as a te- technical director of Manitoba Soccer Association, mm-hmm. a provincial association. Um, so I was in charge of uh, high performance, coach education, and just general um, helping guide the province in the right direction, mm-hmm. um, which I loved. Uh, great relationships, um, kids' smiles, and, and friendships. So um, I was sad to see that go, but for me, uh, coming home to be in Alberta with not only my own kids who live in Alberta, but um, having a, a, the chance again to work with Sean and um, this great province is is a win-win for me. Uh, now, I suppose going from extremely freezing cold to just cold <laughs> probably had a little bit of a benefit there, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said to him, good luck. <laughs> we can communicate, but you won't see me again. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, I, I love, I love Manitoba because it's obviously part of the country, but yeah. uh, awfully cold. Yeah. When, when people say that there's days where it's colder than Mars or whatever it is there, right? yeah. where's Mars hot? I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway. It's funny when I went uh, when they when they brought me there to show me the province. They brought me there when it was a lot warmer. Yeah, <laughs> middle of July. <laughs> middle of July. Yeah. Snow just melted. Exactly. That's good strategy on their part. I think. Exactly. It looks like this all year round. Oh, You're yeah. gonna love it, Matt. You're gonna love it. I remember saying, "Oh, this is great. I'm gonna be wearing shorts." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then winter came. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now your role with the ASA is, as we've mentioned, the manager of a coaching education. Um, how far? That's not obviously not too much of a stretch from what you were doing running the show yeah. in, in yeah. Manitoba. So uh, yeah. what? What are your thoughts? What are you? What are you hoping to bring? Are you going to be changing much, or just sort of easing into it, feeling out what the association's already doing, and yeah. trying to enhance that? I or think you've just touched on it, um, and it's like any anything new. You you come into it. You might have ideas, but you come into it. You know, get the listening ears going, get the viewing going, and then from there you can start building up on. Um, what is it the province needs? Not what I'm bringing, but what is it the province needs? And then start to put an action yeah. plan together. Yeah. You know? Which is good. Uh, you know, do you get it? Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. Um, I think with anything, uh, you're coming in with uh, with fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, and you're you're coming into a, into a position where, um, you know, Jim Lachlan led uh, a charge um, with his his management of the coach education program and, and, you know, the value that he brings. And I think we learn, we learned a lot from Jim throughout the year and it's, it's great to see, um, you know, you into the program and, and it's, it's a, it's a great vision to say like, we don't want to change the wheel here. We want to be able to just keep ourselves going and improve yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking on that. Jim's uh, obviously set a, a great, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with Jim the last couple of years before coming back anyway. I used to work with him before I left. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just coming in and building on that foundation, as you just said, with uh, what's been going on with this great province. Yeah. Now, you know, we've been, we had had some meetings with Jim in the past, and, I'm, and I know... I know that Charles O'Toole, our, our uh, head of the Phoenix uh, program, is, is, is set up an appointment to talk with you and, yeah. and, and try and uh, see which direction things are going to be going and how to, how to set up our own programming. Because yeah. uh, we'd love to have that scenario set up where our coaches, when, when we evaluate them and we run them through programming, that it, it sort of goes towards uh, the licensing or some of the hours go towards the licensing that's, yeah. that's out there and available. Yeah, and I think some of it as well is the terminology. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you do have someone coming into the C license or the B license, they're used to some of the terminology um, because I think that helps as well, right? So if they're not totally less and going, what, the, you know, what is that? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So I can, you know, but my coaches at Sherwood Park started bringing that in. So now it's just a, a constant flow as we're going through the system. Yeah, which, which would be good. Yeah, I think um, something Jim had brought in or ASA brought in too is just the accessibility, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Jim coming out to our community or different communities, rural communities to say, hey, we want to evaluate and we want to get coaches licensed that are at that standard. So I think that's great that you guys are doing that. I think it's I think it's awesome. That's got to be taxing, though. I mean, have you have you had to travel around yet, or are you still just getting um, I used to in? when I was here before. Um, I haven't had to yet, but that I am looking forward to that. Oh, that's great. Um, and, and when I say that, I don't say that out of but excitement. Yeah. Um, because I think the more um, the more drive and energy and more empowerment we can have with these coaches throughout the whole province, uh, the better our province will carry on improving. So for me, you can't do that behind a computer. You've actually got to get out there and build relationships because yeah, that's, that's what our, 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 you know, our <clears throat> province is built on, our game's built on that, relationships. Yeah, and it, it's, right? it's, yep. it's funny you should say that because I've, I've seen many a program in the past where the relationships aren't necessarily there and the programs struggle based on that yeah. because of that. Yeah. Uh, and that's not just relationships among staff. It's a relationships from staff to coaches, volunteers, coaches, volunteers. Yeah. in particular, the volunteers and, and, and parents who are the ones that allow us to be in the seats we're in. It, uh, if we're not, you know, building those relationships, Definitely. we're not going to be in, uh, in positions for very long. So mm-hmm. that's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think the Alberta Soccer Association over the last uh, of the last few years have really implemented, you know, great strategies to be accessible as well. Too, you know, I work. Um, I'm gonna say closely with John Club, but I know for sure that if I send John Club an email or or give him a phone call, he's back at me right away. I mean, he was up here and mm-hmm. did a podcast uh, with us uh, a few months ago, and he was out at our programs, and and that's that's huge for for us as as directors and for, and for us as our community here just to make sure that we're following um, the Your guidelines, vision, yeah. the vision, and, and, and we're going for a greater cause. And it's great to have that yeah. support system. So, yeah. you know, with, with Matt coming in now and, and with the relationship that you want to bring in, I yeah. think it's. I think we're in good hands here. Yeah. I actually want. I actually want Matt to share a little bit just about your playing background. I know we were chatting before we got on, but I think yeah, it's super interesting. yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey. Um, you know, I, I grew up watching. You know. Um, TV as we did, you know, watching players and uh, never was on a team. Parents couldn't afford to put me on a team. Um, so I'd, I'd have the ball in the backyard, um, emulating people I'd see on TV. Um, and I'd go and watch games even though I couldn't play on a team. Mm-hmm. And then by the age of 12, um, you know, we managed to get some funds together and I was able to play on a team. 
Um, and then by 15, crazy enough, um, moved out of my grandma's house into digs, as we called it back in those days, and, and signed with a professional club. So there were six of us living in a house. Um, we had our own chef, our own driver. It was crazy. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I went from that to, you know, a few clubs. I was at West Brom, um, Villa, Aston Villa, and then Warsaw. Um, ended up going through the system. Retired at 21. Just before I retired, I tried to make a comeback at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and then from there, transitioned into, natural transitioned into coaching. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to work for a few professional clubs who utilize my love of traveling um, by sending me all over Europe to... Um, That's awesome. To sit in on... Uh, to work with partnership clubs um, to bring back methodology and stuff that they were doing. That's brilliant. Club. So yeah. um, I love that. So not only did I get to travel, but I got to learn from a um, variety of different cultures and how they deliver the game, how they interact with kids, how they interact with staff. So it was, it's such a much massive learning curve for me. Yeah, I know. It seems like it would be. So then how did you land in Alberta? How did that So work? funny enough, um, <laughs> long story, I'll put, this, I'll put it short. <laughs> no, um, make it long. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm long. living in Toronto. <laughs> so living in Toronto, met my ex-wife, and we dated for her. She was living in Calgary. We dated for about 14 months, and it was back and forth. And, you know, finally you get that, you know, like, hey, are you going to move here, or <laughs> do I have to move there? And she's like, I'm in oil and gas. Coming from England, I had no idea what that meant. But <laughs> big thing. So, she brought you to Alberta when yeah, it was summer she, again, hey? <laughs> <laughs> she got me good. So anyway, I ended up coming here. And um, when I got here... Funny enough, someone who I played um, professional sports, uh, professional soccer with, Wayne Evans, was a player development coordinator working with Neil Tombo. Okay. So I hadn't seen Wayne in 20 years, and wow. we finally, we just connected. So anyway, he connected me with Neil. Neil was like, okay, well, come out, um, get involved, show us what you got. Uh, so I did that for about a, a month, bless him. Um, shout out to Neil, by the way, great guy. Yeah, I love um, Neil. So I, I just showed Neil what I could do, and he loved it. Um, funny enough, a month after that, Wayne Evans ended up going back to Shrewsbury as an academy director, and then we, uh, a position opened up with ASA. Wow. So that was 2011. Okay. So, yeah, so this is my second stint with uh, Alberta. Wow. Mm -hmm. there it is. That's well, that's me hosting the show, d <laughs> oh, come on. I don't have the pen and paper anymore. Well, you know what? It's really simple to slide this over to you. Yeah, but you need that, was, you need that key radio voice. Too. <laughs> no, I was excited for our GM to hear the part where he's saying he's got to travel all over Europe to, you know, oh, care yeah. about the knowledge of him, you know? Right. Good for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just saying, like, I think anybody needs to travel to Europe, and I think that's great. So we'll, we'll I think that. we could all come out with our UEFA badges. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'm actually thinking about putting a travel coaching team. Oh, brilliant! For the membership next year, so wow. yeah, keep, keep let us know where we apply for yeah, that. That is yeah. awesome. Keep your heads, yeah, uh, let's be honest; we know what the answer is going to be. Yeah, two thumbs up. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> two thumbs up, high fives, <laughs> <laughs> two thumbs up, and high fives all around. <laughs> um, so, how much of that, obviously? When you play the game at, at a at a really high level, up, uh, do you take? Are you able to translate that to the coaching aspect? It, it sounds like a, an obvious answer, but I don't think it is. Like, were you able to translate what you were doing, or did you have to almost change the way you thought, all that sort of stuff? Because it's a different thing being a player yeah. than transitioning to coaching. Massive. Um, you, you have to step out of what you're, you're used to. 
Um, and not only that, um, for me, I had to put a lot of time into communication and, and learning about how to communicate with others. Because you can have all the knowledge up there, but if you don't know how to transfer it, it's a waste of time. So I had to put a lot of time into how you communicate with adults, how you communicate with kids. And I had to take myself out of my comfort zone and put myself in situations to learn that. Yeah. Um, and once you, you put the time in and, the, and, and you keep working on that, then it, it starts to become a, um, a lot easier. And you're, you're, you're not looking at it from your standpoint. You're, looking, you're always looking at it from a standpoint of, Dee's looking at me. Can I get an idea now of what D, how D might be learning now? So you, I'm looking at it from his eyes, not me looking at him. And it's no different to when I run a coaching course. Now, I don't look at it from me. I look at it for how they perceiving, listening, and seeing what we're actually discussing. Oh, so that's, that's cool. Because, I mean, yeah, I see all these different types of players, former players, that have become coaches. And it's, it's really interesting to see how they perceive the game and how they try and translate it to yeah. whether it be players or other coaches. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really interesting. You you can definitely tell the ones that yeah. have taken the time yeah. to yeah. understand themselves and yeah. their ability to uh, yeah. communicate. Yeah, it's, um, it's huge. And and some of them can do it. Yeah, some of them just can't. No, and no. it's uh, it's. I don't want to say it's a sad thing, but it's it's amazing to see that people can play at such a high level, but. And they can cope with it, and they can, you know, everything is firing upstairs as far as decision-making and all that. But to translate everything you've learned back into something that someone else can take in and learn from, that's yeah, it's a, a bit of an art, right? That's a yeah. definite art form for sure. Yeah, and that's an exciting part for me yeah. is, is seeing someone, you know, they get it and they're like, okay, I love that. Yeah. Whether you're an adult, whether you're a child, I love that. Yeah. Right, because now we're making that connection. Very, very exciting. Matt Thomas in the uh, boardroom with us. We got, we got to call this something. It's yeah. a studio boardroom. We need to call it a turn. Yeah, we'll have to come back. We'll call it We'll call it something. <laughs> we'll, we'll make up something and we'll be back. We're going to take our first break here. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. <laughs> This episode of Soccer Talk of the Park is sponsored by Icon Experience Photography, the SPDSA's official photographer. Yes, we are back. Did you hear that little blow there? That little sound, that whoa? It was, yeah, it was the king of the blueberries. It was Dan O'Drummond blowing on his phone, getting the dust off. Now, you're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast. Sherwood Parks District Soccer Association. Why have I been the uh, You're going to edit this one for sure. I've been waiting for you to mess it up. You know what? The last few episodes, I've been atrocious at it. Maybe we could hire someone to hold up cue cards just so you get it right. Hey, I like that idea. <laughs> There's something to be said Do you need to spell that. it out phonetically? Yeah, and phonetically spell it out, you know. <laughs> Holding up the cue card. No. This is what Jordan Stewart fast forwards again. <laughs> well, we're sitting here, and we are joined by Matt Thomas, the um, ASA. Manager of Coaching Education. <laughs> and uh, in between the break there, we were just having a bit of a, a chin wag about some of the different elements within coaching. And we were discussing a coach and, and, and just the fact that Matt had to step in just to, uh, more or less to remind him to, to, to do demos. And it's, it's that thought in itself where, like we were talking about with coaches that have played at a professional level, it, how it's all upstairs, but it's tough 
to get it translated out there. Yeah. And and the necessity to to sort of really sit back, not only assess your own self as as far as what you're saying, but read the body language of the players around you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, any chance? No, I'm leaving you up to dry on this one. Just want to see if you can keep going. High and dry. You come on, it's DW here. Got, I am a bag you, of wind. <laughs> I can keep going. Trust me. May not make sense, but yeah, I think I think like anything, it's important to kind of assess yourself after sessions and and whatnot. Um, so at times you can sit, get away from demoing. You can think, you know, I have the knowledge. I, I can get out. I'm sure we've all been guilty of it. There, there's sessions that. The kids learn. They're visual learners, right? If you're working with, you know, 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, it doesn't matter what age you're working with them. That demo, show them, right? So, um, yeah, that was really just our conversation and how we can get on the field more and making sure that, you know, the kids are learning and translating the information that we have just by simply demoing, not doing it enough. But I think that comes down to also planning your session out a little bit better Mm -hmm. in the sense that have that, you know, the idea of what you're going to do during that session ingrained in you uh, but then read the body language around you. Are they getting it? Are they not getting it? You can ask those pertinent questions too. You could make it a little. I'm I'm trying to think now. I've lost my own track of thought here with the regards to. I thought you're DW though. <laughs> yeah, I said I could banter forever, but no. I'm talking about knowing the. Uh, like you're speaking about body language. I think I think yeah, that's important. You're going to see kids that are maybe disengaged or confused or whatever, and I think yeah, some of them may not be understanding the exercises, but it also might be like we've discussed on this. Show what they're bringing to the session, right? If they're having issues at school or bullying or or things, right? You might have times where kids are going to be, you know, withdrawn from a session, and that's unlike them. I, I've seen it all the time, even within school, right? So I think assessing issues before you get on the field as well is important because you're dealing with young adults and they've got so much to to juggle with. So I agree with you. Body language is a huge one. It could be how you're demonstrating what you're doing, what what information you're giving them, but it could even be something completely uh, not to do with the game itself. So. Yeah, I think that's huge, uh, and I've, I've always encouraged coaches, you know, first 10 minutes, and I do it myself, first 10 minutes when kids arrive at a session, we talk about everything but that. Yeah. Um, because, again, I think don't miss out on the opportunity to, to get to know the individual. Yeah, develop the, the people. Sa- the soccer person's turned up, but never miss the opportunity to know the individual first. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think you've touched on it there because you, there could be a lot of things going on at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just building that connection is so, so powerful. You're going to get more out of your player from that. And not only that, you could be the only person who's actually put that time in to get to know that person mm-hmm. because we assume, because we're living in this great country, yeah. they've come from a great environment at home. Right? And it may not be the case. And that may not be the case. So again, it's, it's I've built that relationship with my coach. I can now probably express some of the things that might be going on at home or at school or whatever, but just having that platform to express mm-hmm. is huge for a young, a young, a young child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Shifting gears slightly, you, you we're still going to talk about the the young game and the uh, the what's the preconceived notions of of levels of play and when does it become a point where okay this is an elite level this is a higher level now for me personally uh, I, I don't see any really I don't want to say I don't want to see structure you see structure there but I don't want to see it being overly emphasized as far as the game is concerned, until they hit like U12, like 12 years old, 11 years old, when, when they start hitting the 11 v 11 game is when I think there can be more emphasis on the game, winning, teaching kids the, yeah. the, what this game is about and yeah. how to become the best you can be at it. 
there was a picture that Dano had sent me, and you and and yeah. we, we were talking about this yeah. a little bit of a of a U five Man City team. Um, and I know you said that since since it's, since yeah. it was out there, it's been yeah. taken down. Yeah, yeah. Parents were asking it for it to be down. Yeah. Now, what did exactly did it say? It was did it actually say elite. Yeah, it was essentially a team photo, right? So, like, yeah. you'd see with a professional setup, and no different than the FC ones we got in yeah. the office. It was a team photo. So, the kids' hands on their knees and sitting straight up, and it was, you know, coaches to the side, and it had a big banner, I think, that just came across the picture that said Man City Elite U5 Academy. And I think it created a lot of buzz. Um, not in a positive way. I think a lot of people were saying, really? Like, U5? Like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> you know, the funny comment I, I heard was, how do they get the kids to sit still like that? You know, was, <laughs> was there a mascot? Was a Paw Patrol in behind? Or what did they do to do that? Paw but um, Yeah, so I'm just trying to try and pull up the yeah. picture now. But Promised yeah, it was, lollipops. It, was, it yeah. was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, bribery. What, what, what I mean, because we hear the same argument here. Yeah. Now with, with the U9 age group and U10 age group, Trying to make it, instead of it just being developmental and just go out and enjoy the game, balance teams, all that stuff, now they're trying to change it. Yeah. Like some of the some of the associations are, are not associations. Is it associations, I guess? Um, clubs, I, districts. I, I, well, I just didn't want to yeah. name the, yeah. the, the groups that are involved, yeah. but there's a couple of groups out there that are really pushing to make the U9, U10 a more elite sort of programming. It, it, Start tearing at U9, I, U10, it's... Thoughts, silly thoughts from the coaching uh, it's, it's, uh, education it's, center. Uh, for us, it's it's uh, first and foremost is growing the game, yeah. growing the game, and, and and when we talk about growing the game, you, you know, you look at the growing the love of the game. Um, that should be up there first. You know, kids playing at this age are playing for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. um, and when you actually ask kids, it's it's you know some of them. Um, it's because my friends are here. But, you know, for us, it's it's let's grow the game to a certain. Not to a certain, we should always grow the game, but I mean, let's not talk about, you know, competitive or not until later on, yeah. until later on. For now, it's, it's just grow the game. Well, even speaking you know? to your development, right? Like you didn't play organized soccer until, what no. did you say, age 13, age 12? 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing with Tommy Amiobi. He, he didn't start uh, when, when he finally got brought into Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. He was the same thing. Yeah. It was older and... <laughs> yeah, was given I've, his opportunity I've, I've followed stories about Deli Alley and his big thing is like five-a-side cage soccer in the UK, right? They just get in a court and they play and that's, that's where it. he learned all his skills that's and it. then, you know, once he got into a, an academy environment, they said, we want you to flourish here. Like, don't yeah. take this away and that's yeah. kind of what makes him a bit of a, you know, a little bit of a cut a cut edge player because he's got that in his locker a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think it's great. What, like, what team is he with? Best, best team in the land, man. <laughs> best team in the land. Uh, we'll get into that in the third segment. But, but, but you're right. I mean, I, mean it, I don't think it's a necessity to, to push the envelope at the younger age groups. Let them yeah. be kids. I yeah. mean, yeah, grassroots I, I, for you. I totally, is, ag- I totally agree. It's, it's, there's so many, there's so many uh, programs out there that are, you know, talking about or associating themselves with these high-level, high-performance. Your kid's five years old. You know, your kid's seven years old. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be in a, in a, in a so-called high performance. What is high performance at six years old? What is it? 
yeah. you know, because I mean, they're still learning physical literacy. They, let still, alone they still need to learn how to. They need to know what left and right is. Yeah. You know, they don't even know that yet. How you can you can you yeah. put them into a label or of of a high performance academy or program or elite? It's it's just words that are thrown out there um, to get the parents, not necessarily to get the kids. They yeah. still got Velcro on their boots. You know, I was yeah. going to say the, ki- <laughs> the kids don't understand elite. You know? They yeah. don't have a clue what that means. Yeah. Right, and and you know what? It's um, and I'll go back and I'm, I'm sure Matt, you played organized football at 12 years old, but I'm sure you grew the love of the game just playing in the backyard oh, or time. going in in schoolyard or something big like that, time. right? So, in, at the end of the day, you can't just uh, put on a club crest at five years old and say that this is where I'm at, yeah. you know? So, yeah, yeah I, I I truly think that um, a lot of programs are just using the those 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 terms and labels to 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 draw in the parent pool to bring their kids into their into their program more than just exactly what you say here just growing the love of the game for yeah. the footballers that yeah. they have yeah now do you think that's something that uh i don't know I, I don't know if you could say it should be dealt with but uh it's almost like a false advertising when you when you're dealing with that cuz 5 year olds are 5 year olds i i mean well, you just put a ball on the field. They don't care. Yeah, and, and I think we forget that, you know, the, the five-year-old or six-year-old that, you know, wasn't perhaps selected for that group. Right. When they're 11 or 12, they're going to be somewhere that, you know, man, you and everybody else is, is swooning over this kid, exactly. right? Yeah. Kids develop at different ages and exactly. stages. We see it here at, at all the time as well. Yeah. So, I mean, we can't speak too much about what's happening there because we don't know. We just, it was just the team photo that yeah, I think of course. Right. of course. Like, I have no doubt they're not running a quality program for their grassroots and whatnot, but it was yeah. just a little... And we're, t- and we're talking about Manchester City. Yeah, when they were all in the kit, we're, they look spectacular too. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not talking about you know some run of the mill program. Don't say Tottenham. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, you're talking about one of the yeah. probably the biggest clubs in in, in the, the world. world right now, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's it's hectic for me. Uh, we're gonna take one more break here, and uh, again, we'll come back. We'll chat a little bit of the Champions League because the draw is tomorrow. It'll have happened by the time you actually. Hear this I think podcast. we should talk about Dazen more than just the oh. Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can go on forever about that one. Okay, well, that's that's the next step. Then we'll we'll, we'll talk a little Champions League and Dazen. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Icon Experience Photography, the SPDSA's official photographer. Hey, gang, we're back. Yes. <laughs> Soccer Talk in the Park, official podcast. Who's it the official podcast of? Of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Fire away. There Big you go. <laughs> Dano. Dano, I miss hearing you go three, two, one. <laughs> it's part of my cue card, dude. It is part of your cue card. Oh, I, I'm sorry. It's banter. This is where Jordan Stewart hits fast forward. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to banter a bit, Jordan, if you're listening. Okay? I think he's been name dropped in the last four shows. I know. He's going to owe me dinner or something like that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, special guest, Matt Thomas is still in with us and, uh, we're going to talk a little, a little footy. <laughs> Isn't that what we've been talking about? This is a soccer talk show, is it not? <laughs> All right. Hey, back to no, you, No, we said Champions League and uh, you've just, you've just in the break there, right at the very end, you, you started talking about an incident that happened in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, cha- cha- champions, champions, was it the yeah. championship? Yeah. yeah so, Fill um, us in. 
I'm sure a lot of listeners, and we, uh, you haven't mentioned that we had two listeners from Nigeria. Two hey? listeners from Nigeria. We yeah, are on the board in Africa. <laughs> going global. Global. Yes, global. Um, yeah, Jack Grealish, a young English player, was playing for Villa, and I think the ball went out for a throw in our corner, and he was turning back, just walking in, just to get the restart going. And a fan gets on the pitch and completely just, like, side-swipes yeah. him. Clocks him right in the side of the head, and he drops. And You're like kidding. no players no. went in on uh, the fan didn't do anything to him but I think probably wanted to and the stewards got a hold of him but it just came out I think he got 14 weeks in prison and a 10 year ban at least yeah. right yeah. now yeah. but the the the, the, the f- person that did it yeah 14 years the fan yeah uh, no 14 weeks oh, in 14 prison 14 weeks in prison yeah and a 10 year ban right now but I don't know if wow. that will go to life it's a big it was a big derby right Birmingham City yeah. and then Jack Grealish the guy that got hit scored the winner. Yeah. One no, nil. yeah, yeah one nil. Some odd minute, yeah. Get stuck in, yeah. Hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, Tot- Tot- pretty ironic too. So, yeah. yeah. Wow, thoughts on that? <laughs> you, say you, you said yeah. you saw, you saw well, it as well, or not only that? I think the the man you game as well, Chris Smalling, uh, fan ran on and approached him. Yeah, and oh, yeah, that's right. That yeah. was later that afternoon yeah, too. Same yeah. day. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, I think I actually remember them saying that incident, and then they mentioned. Uh, yeah, mentioned the other yeah. incident as well. He ran on and went towards Smalling, and then ran, I think, to the Arsenal players. But like with a bit of the, I don't want to say it's a culture, but it, there's a lot of knife attacks in the UK as well. Like I mean, massive. Yeah, massive. A, a fan could come on if you hate a guy that much to run on the pitch and clock him. Like, what's going to be the next for the next guy? So I think they've got to come down hard. I, I mean, I don't know if this what they did is enough. Maybe it is. I mean, 14 weeks in prison. Yeah, but my my thing is that there wasn't a steward. In sight. No. <laughs> I know. In the, man, in the man, you, there wasn't a guy in sight. Oh, yeah. He ran onto the field, got right next to Chris Smalling, and then was off the pitch before anybody even, mm, even got yeah. to him. See, now, and, and that's the part. I mean, it goes all the way back. I don't know if you guys remember the Monica Sellis. Oh, yeah. The tennis yeah. player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. she got stabbed. Yeah, totally. Like, in a match. Yeah. That was a French Open. But, yeah. yeah. But a yeah. guy coming down the stairs and just stabbed her. Yeah. And... How horrible is that? Like, who's yeah. where's the security there? Yeah. I think, yeah, and I think it's peace of mind for the player. You start to see this, and you know, if it's like a copycat, if someone sees that, it's like, oh, well, I hate this player, and they're going to do it next, right? And they want their their time in the limelight, I guess. But yeah, it's it's going to be a scary time if they don't crack down. Are on they going to have to go to the uh, the Brazilian method and have a nine foot moat like in Maracana <laughs> around the field, <laughs> maybe, or a big yeah. fence, yeah, or yeah. a big, you know, yeah, well, fence. We, uh, you know, um, we won't go down that line, but but we all remember the fence and and, and what, what happened yeah, with that, exactly. right? So um, exactly. we, we know why Terrible. it was taken out. Yeah, um, but again, you know, because I'm always thinking uh, from a coach's standpoint. Uh, I'm thinking because the stewards are just constantly watching the game, they're not aware of the surroundings. It's no mm-hmm. different to coaching. You're just zoned in. And mm-hmm. instead of coming back, you'll see the bigger picture of mm-hmm. when someone runs on the field and that kind of thing. So whether yeah. it's new training, that needs to happen. Because um, I thought in some of the stadiums, the stewards are forced to look forward. Yeah, I've seen they're, that. They're not, allowed the to, they're not allowed to be in the mix or anything like that. They have to be uh, out out there. Yeah. <laughs> we're back. Yeah, there we go. Slight uh, slight uh, break there as Chuckles walked. We were into talking the room. about crazy fans attacking people and just all of a sudden came into the <laughs> office right through the door. <laughs> Chuckles comes in and attacks Matt Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been more perfect. That was. Honest. Honest. We were talking about the awesome. incidents from the weekend about the fan running on the oh, pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, you came person through the door. So <laughs> perfect timing, my man. I was listening to the podcast. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Were you in Nigeria? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been uh, episode 15. Those Nigerians were listening to. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a guy from Spain listening. Fantastic. We said, it was, no we said it was messy, but probably not. But so fantastic. we have to say a lot of donde es la granola bar. <laughs> si, no, si. That's, that's terrible. That's terrible. So, hey, switch to the Champions League. Awful, awful stuff. Uh, but what I was trying to say is that the Stewarts, now that we're just getting you know discombobulated everywhere, the Stewarts at some of the stadiums, they're not allowed to watch the game. Yeah. They, they have to watch yeah. the stands. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how that got bypassed is, yeah, is beyond me. And just like you know, Dan said, it's it's scary. It's it's, mm. it's scary because I, I know that you know if someone walks on the field and a player hits someone, it's the player that can be charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, it's happened which, before. It's Eric yeah. Cantona, right? Yeah. So it's it's you know it's uh, something it's got to be dealt with. Yeah. Um, because again, we were mentioning earlier offline about you know, are we going to wait for something to happen before we start to and that's the change? Usual, that's the nature of, yeah, right. of stuff for the most right. part. Something's got to happen yeah. before someone actually yeah. does it, even though you yeah. can sort of see the warning yeah. signs are something's there. Exactly. coming. Something exactly. bad's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to happier times there, the Champions League. Liverpool. Let's do it. Yeah, big result for Liverpool. Yeah. Get in. Go on, son. Talk about your team. Oh, we don't have to. We just job done. Wow. Beat Dortmund 4 0. It's no, 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 no worries. No issues. Are you, have you got a team in the. Uh... No, I'm just a fan of watching great soccer. See, now that's yeah. my call, too. I'm just, I'm just a, a fan, fan of, of good football. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dan and I were chatting a little bit yesterday. That we were thinking, what if the draw comes out and none of the English teams draw each other? Ian? I, you, know who, you know who's going to be sweating even more? Uh, Gareth Southgate. Oh, so yeah, totally. uh, yesterday True. he was coming out and saying that because there's been so many teams um, going through, it's going to affect the England team. Well, yeah, and um, Chelsea and Arsenal are still in the Europa. Yeah, yeah. So six it, teams, it, it top saying, six yeah. teams are all in. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a little ripple effect, great on one side, but mm-hmm. bad on the other. Yeah, and the international right. breaks coming up as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, Champions League. I think it's been exciting. I think one of the results of the the whole draw was Ajax in Madrid. Like, they just outclassed them. That was that yeah. was quality. I saw quite a bit of that. So, mm-hmm. um, not a surprise. I mean, Ajax develops players that we've... There's three or four on Spurs as it is now. But and Madrid's uh, not the same team they were. Yeah. I, I don't think. think. You, you lose Ronaldo, right? I think Atletico were probably loving it, thinking they were going to get one over Ronaldo. And then, sure enough, it's like, same guy, different jersey, hat trick, and now Atletico's <laughs> out. They're probably, the fans are probably like, we can't get away from this guy. <laughs> you got to feel for him, but... Yeah, it's it's great. I think as D was we were going offline, mentioned DAZN, and I've had a few friends uh, speak about. You know, it used to be on TSN, and everybody loved it. Record games, watch it after work, but now it's streaming, and you can't you can't watch the games. It buffers. It goes in and out. This so, is this is where chilling with chilling. We'll have a little rant too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out because when DAZN first came out, it was actually okay. Mm-hmm. We used to watch games yeah. all the time, and and. The quality was good. There was minimal, if any, buffering. What changed? I have no idea. It, it seems like it won't work. And I've tried it, you know, 8, 9 o'clock at my house on the Wi-Fi. We tried it here yesterday in the office, and it just it's not, not working. Andreas had the same issues, so. I don't get I don't it. Like, how, how do you have a platform for something and then not have it function properly, especially for what they're charging? 20 bucks a month? Yeah, 150 bucks a year. Like, which is well, that's better than twenty bucks a month, but uh, yeah. still. But I mean, if you're really realistically, for me as a soccer fan, 
that's the only reason why I'm buying. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna buy it, I'm buying it to watch Champions League. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the baseball or the cricket. That might, I mean, cricket maybe, but uh, <laughs> all the other things that are. That's our next topic. The other <laughs> things that are are going on in there. I want to watch the Champions League. You yeah. know, especially when you're going in, and you know, I'm of course I'm a diehard Liverpool supporter, and mm. it's nil nil going into the second leg, and you know that you you need to win this. Yeah. You know, and you can't be. And what I did on, on the way home was trying to, you know. Go on YouTube to see if I can see the highlights mm-hmm. at halftime. Yeah. It's like yeah, why? It's why, why am I doing that? What is this? Nineteen seventy right now? Hey, so, well, you guys had your black and now, white. TV? Now I've heard different things. I don't know who who's heard it or not, but someone told me that they were going to actually take the zone and and actually make channels separate channels. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard because they're taking over the Premier League next year. Yeah. They have to do something. You can't just stream it because you want to watch it on TV. Yeah, Andreas and I have had rants about this. Like we're watching it on our phone, and just like you just want to watch it on your TV, record it if you're not there, watch it later. Turn your but phone I, off. But I think when you separate the channel thing, that's another way of getting more dosh at everybody. Oh, for sure, probably. Which is like ludicrous. It is. It's already up there. I think the one fee should encompass all the leagues that you're watching. If you or feel this strong, then maybe you should run to their company and you know get well, past the stewards and have a swing. I think it's. I think <laughs> it goes down to. I mean, UEFA would have sold the uh, broadcasting rights, right? So they would have sold the broadcasting rights to they've TSN in the past, mm-hmm. Sportsnet in the past. So when it when the rights came up, it was uh, it was sold to to this online streaming uh, platform and. Yeah, it was. I definitely, I definitely was bitter for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but you look at it now, like. Look they at even the sports channels out there, like BN Sports has got different things going on. You know, like yeah. Sportsnet World is probably, you're paying an extra for that. And it might not be as, as um, you know, as, as the top yeah, program they, they anymore. They have the odd Premier League game yeah. on there now. And they, they have all the German League and they have yeah. uh, the, some of the Spanish mm-hmm. first but division leagues. But like if Sportsnet is broadcasting games in Premier League, you know, the games that are in Sportsnet World are not the big ticket yeah. games. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I, I find that, or it used to be the sun, used to the be. Sunday game. It used to be, used to yeah. be but not anymore. The big Sunday game. Yeah, but not anymore. So they used no. to have it, but you yeah, not anymore. It's not really worth it. Well, and that must have cost DAZN a fortune if they're getting the rights to that. Yeah. And if you're going to spend that kind of money, you better have designed the platform that's going to be able to handle to it. To make it work. <laughs> like, why <laughs> are you spending that kind of cash if you're not going to be able to put it out there to everybody to... Yeah. to, to I watch. mean, I don't know how I'm going to see Spurs, you know, losing the quarterfinals. Wow, did you just say lose? Yeah, I've got a, I got a, I got a lower expectations here, man. We're we're on a bad <laughs> run, so I got to lower expectations. Lower expectations. As long as we stay ahead of Chelsea in the league, I'm I can beat my friends. I'm I'm happy with it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Come on, say something. This is your <laughs> this is your topic. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. Oh, you got to have some <laughs> thoughts on some of the games. Ah, you know what? It, it, as long as we see good soccer, that's all I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just winding you up yeah, anyway. So. As long as we see good soccer, I'm good. Yeah. 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 Editing point. <laughs> 36 minutes. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to talk about? Huh? Scottish Premier League? No. Scottish Premier League? Oh, I could go on and on and on. <laughs> and we're up for time. <laughs> well, look at the watch, man. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Matt Thomas, we've had some good conversations. And when I, uh, we've got time here. Really? Yes. Where are we at? We're only at uh, 36. I guess you should have planned nine more minutes of the podcast. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm hoping that the guys I work with 
have some ideas of their own. I did. Man City, you five. Look <laughs> around the table. We talked about it. I think I brought Matt in. Oh, <laughs> so chuckles. So again, it comes back to DJ. <laughs> yeah, does. Not having the show prepared for you kiddies. Maybe 36 minutes is Is that time. the deal? Now, we'll get I, I, Nairobi I, and... Now we're talking that... Uh, Jordan is really fast forwarding through all yeah, this stuff. Nairobi. Jordan has uh, a, t- a tendency to listen to the podcast. Okay, but if it's okay. too much banter, he hits fast forward. Oh, does he? Until he gets S- to something he's, that's he's too busy. If he's at the dog park, he's like, I've got other podcasts to listen to. He's like, got to get through the banter. Uh, what other podcasts? Wait till he's on the show. He's gonna love the banter. <laughs> we have to get the phone line hooked up. Once that's hooked up, then we'll be uh, ready to go. I'll be huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be awesome. Then we can just you can just phone in from Spruce Grove. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Listen, we want to thank Matt for coming in and popping by and uh, saying hello. Glad to have you on board, mate. Uh, fantastic to have you part of the no, ASA. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you'll, you'll probably get sick of seeing me, but that's how I work. I, I get down in the trenches and we just build this together. I'm, I'm looking forward to helping the Sherwood Parker coaches working part of this team and then for the greater good, the Alberta Um Family as well. Yeah, like nice. I said the other day, we all uh, we all have different badges on our chest, but we all part of the same family. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know. Thanks again for coming in, mate. No, thank you, thank you, guys. Yeah, no, thanks, I appreciate it. D, thanks. Uh, Dano, thanks. And hey, Charles, for poking your head in with <laughs> hey. that nicely clean shaved head. It's fantastic. <laughs> no, didn't you get a haircut? No. Oh. Well, maybe I'm just That's noticing awesome. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just was, that a week, was that a week ago? He <laughs> just shaved his beard. <laughs> and we should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We have fun here, don't we? <laughs> <It was good. laughs> all right. From all of us to all of you, love you. Um, and we'll see you again soon. This is Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. See ya. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association.